You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Welcome to this episode of the uh, Down the Pub podcast. We are joined by new wanderer Ibra Sano. Welcome to the uh, show, buddy. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. And we're also joined by regular barfly uh, Carlos Benitez. Welcome to the show, Carlos. Oh, thanks, Anthony. It's another episode, and thank you, Ibra, for coming to the pub. Thanks. Thank you. And we're also joined by Chris Searle, I think. Hopefully, he'll be coming on now in a second. Uh, Carlos, do you want to ask the first question there, man? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, um, how are you doing, Ibra? I'm good. I'm doing good. Thanks. You're doing good? Everything is good? Everything's healthy? Yeah, yeah. Everything is yeah. good so far. Family is good, too? Oh, yeah. Everybody's fine, yeah. So. That's good. That's good. That, that's good to hear. So let's just start with uh, asking um, something that very simple because I'm very intrigued about your background. So you're technically from... Guinea, yes, yeah, I was just like, from Guinea, and you play for for PI uh, for Holland College. Can yeah. you tell us more about how your career started in Guinea? Did you play football in Guinea, and how that passion grow in you? So the moment that you decide, you know what, I want to be a football player, I'm just going to work hard to get my dream come true. Can you tell yeah. us more about that? So basically how it all started, like I'm just going to go all the way back. It's uh, my parents kind of played sports. They both played soccer before, but they never took it far. They just played for like maximum like university level and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember when I started playing soccer, but for what I know, since I started walking or whatever, I was in love with the soccer ball for what my, my mom told me and everything. So... I've been playing soccer since I was a kid. And uh, and since at the age, I would say maybe age of five, six, I had this passion about the sport, watching it, um, playing it. I just fell in love with it. And since that young age, I kind of put in my mind, there won't be anything for me in this world to do if it's not become a soccer, a professional soccer player. So I had my goal set in my mind since I was a kid. Wow, and, that's good. Uh, yeah, kind of carried it like that, played in Guinea, like in some like, little teams like that just for fun sometimes com- played in competition level and any school I played for I always try my best to make the team and uh, I always got lucky to make the team because like I keep working hard for what I want and uh, I believe like in sport like to make it where you want to be you gotta work you gotta keep working hard even after you make it there you still gotta keep working because you never have to stop working hard so that's how I went like that and um, played in Guinea and kind of moved to Senegal too for school. Oh, wow. Do you play and, there too? Yeah, I played there too and all that. So playing in two different countries and two different styles of soccer kind of gave me a little bit of, you know, a little bit of knowledge of how to adapt to a new system fast. 
And from there, like, uh, went back to Guinea for school. And uh, whenever I graduated from high school to go to university, uh, my dad helped me to move to PI to come uh-huh. play. And then to come study, but at the same time, continue playing since uh, he knew that he liked the school, had a soccer team and stuff like that. that that's how he convinced me to pick PI. He okay. showed me the soccer field, so I already agreed to it. And uh, the main thing why he picked PI is because he wanted me to speak English because my first language is French. And uh, I was only like 100% speaking French when I moved to PI. So... I went to the university there and I was taking an EAP class, like English academic program, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I can be able to take some courses in English. I played for the university one season. Mm-hmm. And uh, through that, I was still in the EAP. So since they wouldn't allow me to take English courses, that wasn't ready. And I kind of felt like maybe I was ready. So I decided to move to Holland College since it's a college and two-year program and uh, maybe to a little bit cheaper. Yeah. So I decided to move there and at the same time play for the school because I heard a lot about it. I had some friends who played for Holland College while I was at UPI. So they told me great thing about Holland College and all that. And I knew the coach. I played against him and I played with him. So the transition wasn't too hard on me. So it was easy since I knew the coach and some player there. So that's how I transferred from uh, the university team like to the college team. That's and great. And before I transfer it to to Anthony, um, where um, you always wanted, uh, you always were a striker, uh, or no, you played. No, I was a I was a winger. A winger. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yes, I was a winger. I started as a winger because uh, I was skinny. <laughs> I was skinny and fast, so I started as a winger. But uh, after my first year here in Canada, and I saw the game style here, it's kind of a little bit physical. Mm-hmm. So I decided to rebuild myself. So I took a year off, went to the gym, mm-hmm. tried to build muscle and stuff like that. So wow. after that, I recognized, I realized that playing as a winger with the weight I have right now would be too much on me. So that's how I tried, like I switched position to a striker. That's good. That's good. And you and your family move all together? Or? No, no, I moved you alone. You, you move alone. Okay. How was it? You were like, yes, I'm... Like, you know, in a different country. Yeah, it, like, I'm free, you know, like rocking the French, yeah. speaking to French to girls, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh. Yes, like that part, that part, yes, that part was exciting. I'm alone and all that. But at the same time, at night when you should chill and think about it, that you're alone here in a country where you don't know the culture and also you don't even speak the language, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard. And I was just 17 too, so it was kind of hard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I got to adapt myself and had amazing people around to help and stuff like that. So Yeah, uh, just picking up on a point you made there, uh, when did you get your permanent residency? I just got that last year in November. Well, congratulations. I'm a permanent resident too, so Thank you. Uh, it's, it's, it takes a long time to get there, buddy. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. So, uh, so what, what, can, um, what can Wanderers fans expect from you, like uh, people who haven't seen you play before? I like I like the hard working part. Like uh, I like to learn from my mistakes and everything. And uh, and um, with the passion for the sport, like uh, I'm not a really good loser because I don't like to lose. That's one thing. So and until the 
we saw the last we saw is blown by the referee. Like I always give my hundred percent to the team, no matter what, even if we're losing. I have to be honest with you, like that's what the the fans will appreciate that. Like you know, obviously last season wasn't the best season for the Wanderers, but we knew that everybody was giving a hundred percent on the field, and that's kind of that's all we can expect from people. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we struggled for goals last season, and you've got an incredible goal scoring record. Do you feel any pressure from that? Yeah, a little bit of pressure, but at the same time, like it, it will all come with time, you know. And uh, I know I did score a lot of goal, like in my college like league and all that. And knowing that the level are not the same, but uh, whenever I get the time to adapt and adjust myself to the league and stuff like that, yeah, goals won't won't be much of a problem. Did um, so? Did anybody when you were playing in college say like? you're too good for this league, you shouldn't play here, please go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of like, uh, especially know my teammates, but uh, some of my teammates sometimes used to encourage me to keep going and like trying to go higher. Uh, like uh, the opponents, some of them, like after the game, like, we became friends and stuff like that. They kept telling me, yeah, you're too good for this league, you got to go, you know, you got to start, try, try to get out of Canada, something like that, they keep saying that. So, so um, what's the amount? What's the most amount that you scored in a game? In a game? Yeah. Oh, I think I've had five my last year. Holy God! Yeah. Honestly, like you know, as I said, we were kind of starved of goals last year. So the fact that we've got someone like you coming in, it might be a good season, man. So, um, so you scored. You kind of scored the first uh, Wanderers goal um, in the exhibition game against uh, Dusseldorf. Uh, how was that game and what was the experience like for you? Uh, the experience was really good. The crowd, like, that was my first time playing in front of so many people. Like, before my my maximum, yeah, maximum on the stand was, like, I, would, I won't even say 20. Wow. Yeah. That's a bit so, of a difference. <laughs> yeah, playing in front of that crowd, like, kind of push you in a way that even whenever you're tired or you're not feeling like running for the ball, it's kind of like there's an there's an energy that you feel that is pushing you to just keep going, like you know. So it was a really good, yeah, good experience, and uh, yeah, it was wonderful. So, so when you scored the goal and the, the crowd's reaction, what was it like? You know, like we'll never like you know we're not going to play in front of six thousand people ever. So you have to explain to us what it feels like, man. <laughs> like uh, we we went crazy. We went crazy, Ibra. I'm I'm just tapping in now. Hello, everybody. We went crazy, bro. Yeah, I know. Like I, my cousin, I my cousin Racine. He took a video of the play. I don't know what told him to actually take a video. He got the spot like from the run and to the goal and fans screaming and everything. Like it was a feeling that I almost cried because I never, I never felt that kind of experience before. I want to be honest with you, Ibra. Uh, that was on July 28, 2018, that game. I remember clearly because I had a wedding. I was in a suit and it was super hot. Mm. And I was drunk, and I don't remember the goal. I just screamed. Super, like super every- hot is an understatement, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like tipsy in my suit, just like screaming that, that, that goal, and that, that was great. So since there, because you play for the selects and you score, uh, you and Stephen Hart were in talks uh, for perhaps like coming to the Wanderers uh, last year for the roster, or yeah. you were putting that on hold because you wanted to finish your career, etc. 
No, like uh, we're in talk uh, after the seed, after that game and everything. He wasn't allowed to talk to players until like October, like uh, August, something like that. Mm-hmm. And in August, like uh, got a phone call from him. We're talking, talking about how he would like to have me in the team and stuff like that. And uh, things went like that. And he tried to see if the league would consider me as a as a domestic player because I played for the college league. But uh, in that process, until like December, they didn't allow that to happen. So if they were going to sign me, they were going to sign me as an international student, as an international player. So that's how it was going to happen. If they were to sign me, I have to be signed as an international. So that's when Steven Hurd asked me if there's a way I can try to get my permanent resident before the season started. So I got into that, but that took a lot, like a, it's a long process. Yep. <laughs> so when yeah. at the end of the season, he was still checking up on me to see if I got it and stuff like. Even in July, he was still wow. checking to see if I if I got it and stuff like that. But things were positive and things were looking good. But I didn't end up getting it until like November. So that's great. And yeah. do you, as a number nine, yeah. um, do you feel comfortable playing in a system? with two strikers, like a 4-4-2, or you want to be alone and have all the goals for yourself in a 4-2-3-1 system or 4-3-3? Like, like the system doesn't really matter to me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm comfortable playing with two strikers. I'm comfortable playing alone. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I feel like playing alone, like, you know, sometimes the supporting striker will give you the support and stuff like that. But if you have a second striker too, the support is always there and stuff like that. And I'm the kind of striker like... Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm too hungry for goal, but at the same time, I don't want all the goals. Like sharing it, like if, my, if I have the opportunity to pass to my teammate to score, I'd rather do that than me taking a chance and missing it. That's good. I, mean that. I, I don't believe that for a second. If you get you a chance to score, you're taking it. This is what I was saying to all you guys when the boys signed them. I like that. Actually, has an eye for an assist. I like that because he's hungry for goal, and I like. And who's hungry for asking questions is Chris Earl. Chris, go for it. Coming from that Hall and College thing, um, my buddy Robbie Craig went to Hall and College, and it's got that reputation in in terms of sports of being more of a golf school. So, what does it feel like being one of the first kind of premier soccer players to come out of that program? Uh, it feels good. Like it's a good program. Like uh, school-wise, like athletes-wise, because it's a, like they do this system. Like uh, you and and know, like every athlete just want to play every weekend, right? Some of them don't really focus on school much, huh? But uh, yeah. there was a season. My coach actually every not only one season. Every season, like he actually track who goes to class and stuff like that. Because first of all, you. You're in school there to go to school. The yeah. sport comes second. So if you focus on sport and not school, like you, you're good, you can be a good athlete. But if you don't have a diploma and stuff like that, what you came for, like it's kind of like you're wasting your time. So you kind of track the way that who goes to class, who doesn't. And in the weekend, no matter who you are, if you are not in class, he benches you. He has that system. So that actually pushes all of us to be in class no matter what. You got to be in Straight class. Up. Straight yeah. up. So it's a program that actually helps you academically and like and, and sport-wise too. So it's a good program. I liked it. 
What was your first impression of PEI when you landed? Because even as a kid from Nova Scotia, when I first visited PEI, it felt like it was a different country. So oh, it was raining. It was Sum- a- summer winter. <laughs> <laughs> it was, oh my! Okay, I got lucky. Yeah, I, yeah, I landed there May nine, so it was in the you know summer started. No, but coming coming from Africa for me, like uh, it was raining crazy, and the next morning was cold. Like oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I could have wear two hoodies, I would have done it. <laughs> the, the first time, the first time I got there, uh, I felt it was like Mars because of all the red sand and stuff like that. I'd never seen anything like that before. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell is this place? Like, I'm being transported somewhere?" Uh, yeah, it's kind of it's it's I'm, a crazy place. I'm crying. So did you did you ever hit the links with those guys, Ebra? Like, did you ever pick up a golf club and because they have a they have an incredible golf program up there, and I'm not trying to. They do, but uh, the only thing I played in golf wise is just mini golf. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) He's awesome at it, though. (laughs) Going into a match is a goal the requisite? Like, are you lacing up your boots saying you're going to score a goal every game? Because your record speaks for itself. You put two in a game, I think, in your last year. Like, is, is that something you go into every game thinking that you have to do? Or I, I know that Carlos was just talking about you being a number nine. You find in the assist. I've seen it. You're kind of like a point guard out there. Does, does that goal end up being the goal? Or if you don't score a goal, do you have other ways to get involved that you feel comfortable with? Yeah, uh, like going into a match, like, yeah, my, as a striker, my primary thing is to score for the team. But at the same time, like, yeah, I don't focus on that 100% because if I do, I'm not going to play my game. Like, I'm not going to be involved in the team. The only way I'm going to be thinking about is just whenever I get that ball, I need to score, I need to score now. Yeah. So I go with the mentality that I need a goal, but at the same time, I go in the mentality that I need to be in the play with a team so we can all move together. So if I don't get a goal and get an assist or even participate in the play that lead to a goal, I'm, I'm fine with that. But, you know, one of the things that was missing last year was just that goal-scoring mentality. We had a lot of great forwards, and Akeem really stepped up. Somebody who cuts in from the wing, he put a lot of shit in the net. The brief time you had with Akeem, yeah. Have you kind of picked his brain um, about defenders in the league, about how to approach that kind of, you know, you're going to be the number nine, you're going to be the front guy, but has he talked to you about how to approach some of these defenders? Just tips and tricks. Cause Akeem's the only guy from the attack last year that's really back this year. So what did he kind of give you advice wise? Uh, we haven't talked about that much yet, yeah. but uh Seeing the way he plays and played in training and stuff like that, uh, I like. I kind of like his technique. Like he kind of uses his body to shield the ball, but at the same time, he take advantage of his space to outpace the defenders. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that was the kind of thing. Like uh, I kind of capture from him, and I make it work on too. When you join the Wanderers, who was the guy that you kind of? Uh, I don't want to say latched on to, but somebody who has had that professional experience that you kind of shadowed. Who was somebody during those training sessions that you really got a lot off of, even if it was off the ball? 
would say Peter. Straight up. Yeah. Like, uh, he's a good leader, and at the same time, he's that kind of defender. He was the one defending me most of the time, so. Okay. Yeah, even the way he was defending stuff like that, that kind of, you know, it's something to look up to. Did, did you beat him a few times? <laughs> first, first, first day was kind of tough, but second day I got used to it. So yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> so, okay, okay. Oh my god, we're, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna put this on the air, but I'm I, I plan on playing scrimmage with him later in the summer slash fall. How do you beat Peter Shala? How do you beat Peter Shala? How do you beat Peter Shala? <laughs> it's kind of hard because he is a big he's a big giant guy, so you can beat him in the air for sure. Oh, make sure, yeah. In the air, you you have no you have no chance there for sure. So try. I would say your best option would be to try to stay away from him. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. Like, so like like back to goal. Does he put his hands on your back? Is he pulling your jersey? Is he pushing? Oh, you? he doesn't. He doesn't pull your jersey. But he make like he's he, he's he's kind of quick sometimes. Like you make you believe he's still behind you. While yeah. you're waiting for the ball, if you're waiting, not going to meet the ball, he just go around you. Who of the other fellas do you think is the best partner for Peter? Oh, him, him and James. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what, 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 what makes James stand out? Ah, uh, James is like James. Okay, he has the height already. Yeah. So with the height, he's composed. Like he can find his passes. Yeah. Oh yeah, like he likes this long, long ball, but the driving way he put it on. Like he can find the wingers. Like anyhow, you just make the run. He will just put the ball where you want it. He's that kind of defender, and he is aggressive too. He doesn't wait for you to turn. He just try to always have you back to the post. So, um, in training, how do you guys focus on two in the back or three in the back? In in terms of the center. Because you're the attacker, so you know what you're attacking. No, we mix it sometimes. Sometimes. Oh, oh, I like that. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, it's okay. Like, do, do you want to? Do you want? Do you want anybody else in the league to know any more Wander secrets or? Stop this, Anthony. <laughs> I just wanted to know, man. Yeah. Ebra's the Ebra's the only fucking striker we have right now. So I just wanted to know, like, what is he attacking? Because I want to joke it. I want to joke. We could we could so, do two in the back. We could do three in the back. But like, I know that that this guy is attacking it. So. So um, obviously, like during these times when everybody's been stuck at home and you're on Zoom and all that kind of stuff, like who's the uh, who's the joker in the pack? Who's the who's the funniest on the team? Funniest on the team, <laughs> the joker. I would say it's Krishna. He's always <laughs> smiling and stuff like that. Always cracking jokes, man. So yeah. <laughs> well, the, the fact that you said that he shouldn't, uh, that Jem should be a defender ahead of him. <laughs> you might be getting some dirty tackles to training, man. <laughs> so I, I know you had a I know you had a trial at a TFC. What was that experience like, and um, uh, what did you learn from it? Oh, it's a good experience. Like my uh, my first week there, like uh, just coming out of the, um, the college season, two months off, not training, nothing, just relaxing and having that opportunity. Like was was really big. So my first week there was, wasn't the best. And after the first week, the coach even came to me, told me like, uh, he asked me, what do I think about my own fitness level compared to others? I told him like, honestly, I feel like I'm a little bit, I'm like, I'm kind of down cause my, my league and this league is different. 
So yeah. he asked me like, uh, so if I, how long will it take you to be in shape if I let, like I connect you with somebody? I said, if you give me someone in two weeks, I can get to the level that I kind of want or get close to it. He said, okay. But uh, I got to find out that weekend, uh, sometime like being uh, in shape is just a mentality. It's not basically in the body shape or everything because that's next week, Monday, he, without even working out a weekend or nothing, or without him connecting me to anybody, the way I played that next weekend because I just had to talk with a coach with his interest in me and what he likes about me. That kind of boosts my confidence up and I played like I was in the same level. And that whole week, I played really good in the way that he came to me on Friday telling me that, okay, the club is interested in kind of signing you. So they sent me to do some medical with another player. Wow. Yeah. So with that and everything, did the medical, checked everything. And with my record having like a kind of like a knee injury back in the days, they kind of started worrying about that. No. So after that, he started, I started seeing some side where he was kind of like pushing me away a little bit, but not telling me anything. I was only invited for two weeks, but they kept me there for over almost close to two months. What? Two months? Yeah. Like from, wow. from ending of January until like March, I was there. I didn't realize, I, I thought like you, you'd been for the trial and then like it just didn't work out. I didn't realize. No. I was there for, the first invitation was for an open trial with some other NMLS driver. Yeah, yeah for, the two, for three days, after the three days, after two weeks, they sent me an email of invitation for the uh, preseason for the TFC too. So that's how things went to end. So uh, like, so the, your knee, like is everything okay with that now? Like obviously. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, that must have been heartbreaking, though, like just over. Yeah. Real, I, don't, I don't need to drag it up, but like, it just. No, kinda... yeah, yeah, it was. And I even played some of the preseason games. And uh, I played against a team from a, a university from the state. Well, he only played me like for 20 minutes, second half. And uh, the last game that I was supposed to play, because I didn't get the chance to travel with them to the state for some other preseason because I was in. Canadian and I didn't have the visa, so I had to stay back. Yeah. That kind of killed my my chances. So when they came back, he told me, "Okay, uh, there's one game against Ottawa Ferry. That may be your last game, your last chance to prove yourself." I said, yeah. "Okay." So that game, I thought like at least I was gonna have like, a decent amount of time to play. I even had a feeling that he may start me just to see what I get, even after second half sold me up. But I didn't get to start that game. So I was okay. I was okay with that. Thought like second half, I may get a chance. But I didn't get in until like uh, 82 minutes into the oh, game. Oh, come on. So man. I didn't even have a chance to show what I got like in eight minutes, no matter what. No matter, yeah. He, so he, might, be, he might be kicking himself right now. I ain't even lying. So after the game, like he called me, it's like, uh, you know what? Uh, like, the. The club just doesn't want like he doesn't want to sign me to just send me to the like the youth team, and also he doesn't want to sign me to just play me like six minutes and stuff like that. Mm. So like they're just gonna let me go because the the first team signed so many strikers. So those strikers if they don't play that they, they need to come down play like ninety minutes in the second team 
that's on the contract. So he doesn't just want to sign me to put me in the bench. So well, Toronto's loss is uh, Halifax's gain. So um, so you were there at the uh, the launch of the the jersey and stuff for that. Like, so what what do you make of the the new kit? When I first saw them, like I was like, "Wow!" Like the white on it and all that. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like it's actually, it's actually a jersey that whenever you wear it, and open and see them, like they'll be so into the jersey that they won't even focus on the game. You know. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you have Did you have fun at the uh, the lunch? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, it was a, it was a great night. Like, they put on a great yeah. show. Huh? It was. It was for sure. This is in regards to your name, Ivrano. So how's the nickname Ivra? Do you feel pressure that everybody's calling you Ivra? Are you starting making uh, slat and jokes in the locker room? Something like that, you know? Jeez. No, like, <laughs> the name Ivra didn't even come because of Zlatan. Since my full name is Ibra, I know, Ivrano, yeah, yeah, but, you know, yeah. they call you Ivra. <laughs> yeah, since my full name is Ivra. Like, when I first moved to the island, it was kind of hard for people, like, for some people to pronounce my full name. So uh, one of my teammates just started calling me Ibra. So from then, everybody just catch up with the name Ibra. So whenever I even introduce myself to people, I say Ibra. Yeah, but yeah, with uh, the muscle I got and all that, and playing as a striker, some people here call me sometimes Latin and all that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no big pressure, no big. So Ibra. Ibra, um, no, no, Ibra, it's, Ibra, it's, it's Latan. You got it wrong. He no, wants it's, called, <laughs> he, he wants to be called Latan now. <laughs> He's gonna say Ibra doesn't go to the Wonders Ground. The Wonders Grounds go to Ibra. It's straight up. <laughs> One of the stories that, like I said, you you went to the same school as my buddy Robbie. He graduated back in 2018 himself, and he he talked so vividly about the movement that. Charles Ayondo, I think that's how I pronounce his last name. Um, this movement for his mother. And and I I have one of the sweaters. I wish I could find it because I would show it. I have one here too. I have one here too. Yeah, but um, it's it's a beautiful movement. And and with everything that's going on in the world right now, as somebody who came to this country, as somebody who's embraced where you're at, where you're from, as far as I'm concerned, you're a PEI boy. Um, like how was that transition? I know you have already talked about it, but this situation with Charles, with him trying to, um, for lack of better terms, honor his mom's name, how did that help you and him, I guess, kind of get assimilated to this area of the world? That's a good question. Like, first of all, like, uh, I met Charles since like, when I first came to PI. Yeah, because we both played for the university team. And uh, so since then, we became friends and stuff like that. And we had that friendship. He left, uh, he even left Canada to go study. Yeah. Came back, lived in Halifax. And after that, moved to Holland. And we played two seasons together as teammates. And uh, so that relationship built up like that. And whenever he came to me about this idea that he is trying to do, for his mom and everything, and the name, having the clothing line, and artist, even got into music himself. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, I supported it, and also I even got into the group. And, uh, yeah, like, it's uh, it's something beautiful. It's something that he's trying to do, not just to make money out of it. Like, he, he just wants to 
the world to know the name roots, people to know the story, and also building a platform for people to come to say their story and stuff like that, what they're going through. It's something that, yeah, it's, there's no word for it if it's not incredible. Straight up. Yeah. Is he still, is, is he still in PEI? Yeah, he is, he is. Straight up, straight up. So I, I, I know we're not going to have the fans at the games this year, probably. I, I think I can say that pretty vividly now. Um, but was he one of those guys that you were really, that, you know, trying to bring down to the grounds? Was, was he one of those core people at school? I know he was, but I'm just trying to ask. I didn't, like, I didn't even try to bring him down. He was the one asking me, when, where can he buy a season ticket? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Charles, man. Shout out to Charles. Season ticket. Yeah. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Like I said, my 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 buddy was up there for the golf program, and that's why I asked you the initial question about being the first real soccer guy to come out of that school because so many uh soccer golf guys have come out of that school, but he he had a lot of pride in what Charles was doing. And, and so much of that, you, I think you talked to either CTV or CBC about it, even like you, you put so much passion into what he was doing sort of from Charles's question to what's going on with the current climate right now, how does it impact you? And, and I know like we're not going to have fans at the games here over the next couple of months, but is there a way that you are professionally feeling what's going on? What's going on like right now in the world? Yeah. The way I'm taking it, I like it may be different from others. Like, uh, yep. I feel like, you know, so, I feel like society just need uh, to learn other people's story before, you know, any judgment or anything. Like, uh, because sometimes I keep telling myself whenever I'm walking down the street I, and I see somebody just walking and I say hi and they don't say hi, bye. That doesn't mean that they don't want to say hi, but maybe they're going through something that I don't know. So I shouldn't make it a big deal. I should maybe try to understand what they're going through before I judge them. Switch the conversation a little bit. Um, they've talked about the uh, uh, PEI being a host uh, for the, the league season this year. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? And do you think that PEI is equipped to, uh, to host it? To be honest, like when I first heard that Pierre was a contender in it, like uh, it was kind of nice knowing where, like going back to technically where I'm from. But at the same time, like uh, I was telling myself that like my first year pro, you know, and going back to play Pierre that way I've been playing for the nine, for the past nine years. Like, <laughs> where's the fun in that for me? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. So I was like, maybe I should choose the next city if I had a choice. But uh, if it's host there, like, it'll be fun for sure. And also being in a city that I'm familiar with. Like, uh, I guess like it's uh, it's PEI or it's Victoria's the other option. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you don't like flying, I guess PEI is a good choice, right? And also I have Victoria, there's, there's rain every day. So that may be <laughs> a good thing to play on there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in PEI, would, it, would they be playing on uh, turf or would it be grass? I think it would be, I'm not really sure which one it would be, but uh, it should be tur turf, I guess. Because for my is that what you played on? For my own experience, the, the best turf there is the school, the university turf there. They just, like, it's, it's kind of new, it's just two years old, something like that. So, 
Yeah. It must be sad just watching the like the wanderers ground just sitting there with the beautiful grass and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And you guys have to play on yeah. turf. You know, but uh, I mean, so have have they talked to you guys about like I know that there was a press release on the weekend that there's a, an idea of what they're going to do, and I know Alex kind of was the face of that. But have they said to you guys at all about what the possibility is for the tournament, how they're going to set it up, or uh, the setup wise, uh, they haven't told us anything yet. The only main thing they told us is like they're just thinking about making it as a tournament and. Uh, yeah, PA and BC kind of like the two options right now. So rather than that, we don't have any any further thing. That's crazy. Like like my work my work told me that I have to go back to work next week because everything's good at the office, and you guys haven't got an idea what your work wants you to do. <laughs> Before you know everything COVID started, um, now you're dying to play. So how do you feel yourself? Physically, because I know you guys have a lot of Zoom meetings with the uh, personal trainers and doing exercise and discussing tactics, nutrition, etc. So, how do you feel? How 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 is your physique uh, post COVID and before COVID? You know, do you feel the same? Do you feel like I you need to start training because you can wait? If you can share that story with us. Uh. I would say my physique is different. Like before COVID, before all the shutdown, like uh, the movement was really here. We would talk about training for two weeks, like on the field and stuff like that. The vibe was here. The collective was here with the teammate. The connection to know each other better was here. So now with COVID, uh, you got to train at home and do your runs and stuff like that. It kind of builds us differently too. Like uh, kind of like, keep you in shape or close to being in shape before everything restart. And also doing your own like exercise thing rather than the club exercise is different too. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> like uh, me or some of the teammates, like we kind of did this challenge that uh, mm -hmm. you do kind of like 300 push-ups every day for 30 days. Wow. Yeah, it's just kind of like to stay strong, you know. Yeah. So I did that for like 30 days and after 30 days I got to, like I kind of stopped because like it wasn't an easy thing to do. So those are all, <laughs> those are all the things that you add up to what they give you to just stay in shape or stay strong or kind of like just, you know. Yeah. So earlier related to Chris's question, you were talking about um, how difficult it is to keep up with Peter Shala on training because he's a solo defender, etc. <laughs> so, um, Who's the player that when you were in training say like wow like you know like it's really good I can wait to 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 play with this guy and just like score some goals and also how's your chemistry with Akeem the dream Garcia? Okay, with chemistry with Akeem I can't say anything because uh, we always played opposite team. Mm -hmm. Wow, uh, we never got to play together yet. But I feel like if we start playing together. The connection to get there won't be hard. It'll be it'll be it'll be really quick. Right on. And also, like in the player wise, like uh, there's, since this is my first year, and also I never played with any of those players, only Scott and uh, and Oxner. Mm -hmm. But uh, other players, like they were, a lot of them surprised me. Like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they all have this attitude uh, where they're good at. And uh, if we combine all that together, we can be a really good, like a really strong team. 
That's good. And before I pass it to Chris, I just want to make an announcement. If Mr. Hart is listening, please put Imran Akim on the same team on training. Please. Please do it. Yeah. Just just to taste some ingredients in the soup, you know? <laughs> we put salt, pepper, etc. Go for it, Chris. You want my season ticket money back if they don't eat me? Ibra, my man, um, today, I, I know you didn't play U Sports, but you played university soccer in this province. And today, U Sports announced that they were canceling all the fall sports season. Um, you would have played with a lot of guys over the last couple of years who were probably still playing at Hall in college. Yeah. What would be, if let's say you were a senior this year, what would yeah. be your focus? My focus to be, to be honest, like uh, you just gotta look at the, uh, the good side of why they're canceling all the things. It's not like it's not something that they're doing randomly. It's for a good cause. Yeah. So my focus right now, if I was playing, and let's say this was my last year, I would still keep training individually or the gym training just to keep my shape. Um. Maybe you never know what can happen with that because if I just let everything down because I, I don't get to play my last year at university, soccer and stuff like that. What about if I had a chance to go to maybe sign one of the CPL team, but since I gave up and didn't train for that four months, let everything down and just focused on school, my shape goes really down and the club that wanted me, you know, don't offer anything because I gave up. So I would just keep training, keep doing individual stuff or any soccer opportunity I get, I just go to it to stay in shape. And yeah, sorry yeah. to jump in, uh, yep. before, before I continue, I see that you have one of the best strikers in the world poster in your back. So no, that's the big man. The big man. So, yeah. fan of Cristiano, like, what, what do you like about him? I, because he's a solid player, and his training and his mentality is unreal. He's a machine. I've been a big fan of him since he was a manu. Like uh, his mentality of approaching the game, like uh, his way of seeing the net, his his love and passion for goals, and the way he's hungry for goals. Like I kind of look up to him. I kind of try to adapt myself to that kind of system. Because, uh, yeah, like, the topic always comes up, like, when people are like, oh, Messi and Ronaldo, who's better? I would say Messi is the best player in the world. I'm not doubt on that. But that big man there, that's my, that's my legend. You put them both together any day, any time, I'll pick it. That's cool, though, because a lot of Ronaldo fans will not give Messi any platform. So what was it about Messi that made you say that he's the best? Uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big, big Ronaldo fan, but I love to watch Messi play. Like his way of playing, his movement. He doesn't have any skills of doing like some leg over, snake bite and all that. No, his best, like his movement is just the body movement. He's the best at that. So watching him play, like it, it's just a joy. Yeah. I think as well though, like like people don't take into effect the account that they're kind of two different players. They're not the same yeah, player. They are. I've said yeah. that for years, yeah. Like it's very, it's a, I feel like you're comparing chalk and cheese, really, because like yep. you know, like, like Messi's game is totally different. Like I don't understand why we just can't appreciate that we're lucky enough to be around when there's two 
amazing footballers that are like that are doing this on a consistent basis you know what I mean so yeah yeah, I never bought into that whole Messi versus Ronaldo thing like Ronaldo's an arrogant asshole but (laughs) he's still it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like Figo versus Zidane though yeah like you know what I mean like I'm 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 aging myself now I I mean Ibra's not young you're 25 I think bro um yeah. Oh shit! You're 26. Yeah. Hold that five, man. Don't give that year away. Hold that five. <laughs> um, but like when I was growing up, it was it was also like Figo Zidane was kind of like it's not on the same level, but it was like Ronaldo versus Messi. Mm-hmm. When you watch the game, how do you keep neutral? Like, like who do you support? And how do you really enjoy the game the same way? Because I know as a Manchester United fan, I can't stand half the games I watch because I hate half the teams I watch. <laughs> I like I'm a, I'm a Ronaldo fan, also a Madrid fan. So when there's a classic okay. in Madrid side, well, I just enjoy the game. You know, even if Madrid loses, but if they really played really well for me, I'm happy with that. But if they didn't play well, that's when I get a little bit mad and stuff. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's just, it's just soccer. It's three results. You rather draw, win, or lose. You can't escape that. Was there anything else on the table for you aside from the Wanderers? Because you're, like I was saying earlier, your goal scoring rate at Holland College was incredible. It doesn't matter what level you play at or what standards you play at. When you score two goals in a game, that's just above the mark. So was it always the Wanderers or was somebody else kind of trying to grab you from under the table? <laughs> uh, it was kind of like always the Wanderers until like I went to men's nationals uh, in, uh, in, where was it last year? In Newfoundland. Yeah. Last year, October. Yeah. So I had, a, I had a good tournament there. And after that, like uh, I started my coach from Harlem College uh, was called me telling me that uh, the co- like some staff member from Calvary and Edmonton kind of reached out to him about me and stuff like that, asking him questions. But uh, since that first game I played for the Wanderers, my heart has been with the Wanderers. So that was my main point. Yeah, man. <laughs> I love it. That's perfect. That's, that's... I think um, I'll normally ask, uh, what are your top three players in your position? So the answer, the answer I guess, is Cristiano, Ronaldo, and Cristiano? I don't know. What are you <laughs> like, what are the top players? Like, I. Your top, top three, three strikers. Top three, yeah. Top three? Yeah. It will be Ronaldo, Messi, and Neymar. Right. Ah, junior, Junior. Nice. And I watch all their videos, three of them. Like, uh, before <laughs> games, I like watching soccer play. Have you, have you seen a play Ronaldo, not Cristiano, Ronaldo Nazario? Oh, wait. Phenomenal? Yeah. I have. I have. Not even two days. Yeah, two days ago, you... watching one of his videos. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was... I miss that guy so much. Me too, man. I- I'm going to cry. I miss him. Another, another level of legend. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, Anthony, when we were talking to Steve earlier, we were talking about Ronaldinho. Oh. Like, Ronaldo was that level above him. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, from, yeah. from 90, 96, 97, right up until... 
Yeah. Uh, even even with busted knees at Real Madrid, he was scoring <laughs> goals. Man, yeah. he's just he's just on a, It's just crazy. Um, so before before I go to Anthony, you see now you have homework, and then you're gonna just you're gonna watch Ronaldo Nazario. Another <laughs> one that you can watch is Batistuta. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we want to see you with long blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't listen to him, Ebro. Don't listen to him, bro. So, so if you're going to play in a five-a-side tournament, um, from the players you've played with, who would be on your team? From the player I've played with, who would be my team? Uh, five-a-side tournament. Current players count. <laughs> I, will, I will pick... Do I position them into the position or? Yeah, you, but so you don't, some people don't pick a goalkeeper. Um, I'm not sure Christian Oxen will be happy with you if you don't do that. But, uh, <laughs> I was saying, it depends how the net is. This, if it's a small net, I don't need Christian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> straight up, straight up, you know, straight up. It's your tournament, bro. You can do what you want. <laughs> I feel like five aside tournament would be best with a small net, so more competitive and stuff like that. So I will have. I will have Charles in for sure. Yeah, straight and, up. Uh, I have one of my best friends in PIEB. He's a great, he's a great, he's a great player. He plays every position: center back, left back, midfield, even winger. So I'll put him there for sure. And uh, defense wise, like uh, I had a center back in Holland College for my last year, my last two years. James Myler, he's a, he's a beast. He started as a striker, but he ended up in defense. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's fast and he's a beast. Where's he from? Oh, journey. Oh, he's from PI. He's from PEI? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Like, and uh, I think I would need a, a, a guy who can move a lot, like, really good. I think I'll pick, I'll pick Omar. Nice. Yeah. Like a, you know, like a team, you need somebody who can move, who can move around. Like everybody's people. having the same compliment. Like, can you yeah. tell us more about Omar? I mean, honestly, like Carlos, every- trust me, man, Carlos, believe you me. This him and him and Sissoko are both oh. notch, man. Oh yeah, they're crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, like, but like Carlos was just saying, give us a little more about Omar. Oh, he's a. Uh, He's like a little messy, technically. That's the, like uh, left-footed. Uh, the right foot uh, occasionally touch the ball, but uh, the left foot is on control. It's kind of like the ball is on his feet, and he, you just can't take it. He's little, so you think you can just bring him down, but uh, it's not easy to bring him down. Even if you do get the chance to bring him down, he's going to get up like nothing just happened. He still has the ball. On the, on the podcast... Last week or when he was on, he actually said himself Last that uh, he's like Messi. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess, and then you said it too. So, I guess he, there's more pressure on him than what there is on you because he called himself Messi. And now you said it too. So, yeah. um, what's, what's your favorite pair of boots you've ever owned? Um, I don't know. I'm not really picking boots though. That- CR7s? No, no, they're out of my league, too, too expensive. As a college student, you can't afford that. You can't buy a book for $400. Straight up. Unless your school has a sponsor. Yeah. You're not getting that, that boots, man. That. Uh, but I kind of like the Mercurios. It doesn't nice. have to be a seven, but the nice. Mercurios. They're comfy. Classics. 
Um, and then the, the last question for me, uh, your favorite food? My favorite food? Uh, if, if it's a meal, okay, but if it's food, I'll go with the chicken. Yeah, nice. uh, nothing, nothing can beat a chicken. You can put a chicken on top of anything. Anything. <laughs> Sprinkle anything. cereal in the morning. Yeah. Any <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, man. You don't even know, Anthony. <laughs> shredded chicken on your shredded wheat. Uh, Chris, far away there, man. To follow that question, um, I, I, I'm kind of gone. I'm, I've only asked pregame, but I'm going to ask both. Uh, your pregame and your postgame meal, what's something that you go to every game before you get hyped? Pre-game meal, like if I was the one to cook it and stuff like that, would be, let's say, wake up in the morning, know you have a game, like make a nice breakfast, maybe two eggs, a bagel, you know, and tea, something like that. And after that, for the lunch part, like uh, I like my white rice, chicken by the side and broccoli, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, yeah, those are my kind of like pre-game meal. And what about, what about post-game? Post-game meal, like, uh, after the game, like, I always try to get maybe a little bit of chocolate milk. Yep. And uh, after that, like, uh, try maybe get a big, a big meal, like, uh, that kind of, I would say that maybe the same thing I had, like, in, if I still have some, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, it won't be bad, huh? <laughs> so, so, so if you score a goal, do you give yourself a treat? Like it's oh, like yeah. okay, I scored a goal today, so I'll get like uh, fries at McDonald's or something. Or no, no McDonald's. <laughs> That's a lot of fries, Anthony. This man scored a lot of goals. Oh, I know, right? Yeah, no McDonald's. Like uh, I, I'm a kind of like a chocolate lover. Yeah, yeah. I have this weakness for dairy milk. It's one of those. Oh man, you just That's said the magic word. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm literally going over to the dollar store when we're done this interview. Ah, uh, that's what. Uh, that's, dairy that's milk. What I get it to because <laughs> can you stand both and get a lot? You know what I mean? Uh, they're eighty. They're eighty-two cents. Oh my god! <laughs> you you just grab like four or five at the same time, and it's you're, just you're like not, you're not a cup of coffee, not. man. You're not a college student anymore, man. You don't need to keep going to the dollar Listen, store. Listen, no, Anthony, stop this. Stop this. No. I, have not, I have not been a college student for a decade. And I still go to the dollar store. So Ebert yeah. knows what's up, man. You got to live the same lifestyle to keep it simple. Straight up, bro. Straight up. My, uh, I got two more questions. The, the first one is your pregame song. Is there something musically or even like a movie or a show that gets you hyped before a game? No, I used to watch soccer videos. Like I used to have, I, I used to have a little iPod that I downloaded some Ronaldo, Neymar, Messi videos on it. So before the game, I get even in locker room, I watched that before, and yeah, because I try to learn some trick that they do there and try to do it in the game just to see, you know, how things work. Inspiration, man. Like that's that's the beauty of the game of soccer is is motivation and inspiration and that's what i've yeah. always said to everybody like the next generation is always inspired by the last generation and they try to improve on it yeah. and the like i the, the majority of the time i ask people like what's the song but the reason why i asked you video is because it sounds like you're somebody who really gets into that visual aspect of the game somebody who wants to mimic the people they idolize so that's perfect is that the superstition? Because that's my last question. Is like a pregame superstition. Like, do you have 
something you kind of refer to like one sock over the other, or is there something that really gets you into the zone aside from like that video? Yeah, it depends. If let's say I played against that team that we're going to play against and I have access to the video that we played last game, I kind of watch it even the night before to start okay. what I did wrong and what I couldn't do to pass that defender. So I can try and fix it in the next game and see how they play. And uh, yeah, those are the kind of thing that I really get into. So superstition wise, it's just all on the field. Like you don't have a habit before a game that you really get into. Like that's it. It's just yeah. watching tape. Yeah, watching tape and yeah, technically because after it went away, it's game day. I don't, I don't focus on anything else. Straight up. That's, that's the perfect answer as far as I'm concerned. That's the perfect answer. Well, um, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for taking such a long time to hang out with us. Uh, it was a lot of fun and there's a lot of good stuff that we learned today because, you know, um, as I said, like not everybody probably would have saw you play yet, but uh, I'm sure they're all going to be pretty excited to see you once this goes out. So um, stay safe, man. Hopefully yeah. you'll get, hopefully we'll get to see you at some stage this season. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a professional, your living experience, how does it compare to living at Holland, the dorm? slash apartment i don't know what your living experience was when you were in school but how is everything now i i see you look like you're well settled uh it's kind of different because back in school like you gotta focus on school work homework and stuff like that even work to make money and stuff like that in the sport so it was too much to handle but now that uh this the focus here is just soccer training, so it's just taking care. Of, like basically, what the living experience is like, just kind of like taking care of myself. Like when I'm not playing, yeah. I always have water beside me. Up. Just keep hydrating and stuff like that, and you know, and just wake up, do some stretches, you know, get something to eat, play a video game. And do the what are you? What are you? Yeah. What, are, what are you playing though? What are you playing? Are you playing FIFA? Or are you playing something away from soccer? I play, I play Ultimate Team a lot, and also Call of okay. Duty with friends. I just got Mortal Kombat to just keep myself busy. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Fortniteer, man. I can't mess with COD. COD them COD guys are crazy, I, man. I played Fortnite before before this last Call of Duty came out. So only one yeah. game, one single game. That's it. But I didn't. I was in. Really into it. Have you played against Akeem? Akeem is like a big Call of Duty guy. I heard, yeah. We haven't, we haven't <laughs> played yet. We haven't played yet. Yeah, he always posts video about uh, Call of Duty and stuff like that. So maybe you could have like a team uh, battle thing and then like the uh, fans could watch it and we could all who, laugh at you. <laughs> who, else play, who else plays Fortnite? Does it, do you know anybody on the team who plays Fortnite? I know. I know. I know. Uh, Oxnard. I think Oxnard does play Fortnite. <laughs> I knew it. And Scott. And Scott, too. Um, yeah, I think so. Those them Scotia, see, Anthony, them Scotian boys, man. We played Fortnite. <laughs> oh, uh, oh man. Scott actually posted uh, a Call of Duty video on Twitch last yeah, night. He edited- oh, he's playing COD, too. Yeah. yeah, he does play COD, too. Yeah. So He's a Fortnite guy. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. So, yeah, man. Uh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, we can't wait to see you out there, buddy. Stay, stay safe. And uh, thanks, Mill. Thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. See you guys. Take care. Pleasure. You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
Until next time, cheers. Cheers.